Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. Are you one of the millions of Americans that are uninsured or underinsured, placing your family at great financial risk? You may think I'm talking about health insurance, but I'm actually talking about life insurance. And the number one reason cited by Americans for not having the proper amount of coverage is because they actually think the insurance costs many times more than what it actually does. Joining us today is Marv Feldman, CEO of the Life and Health Insurance Foundation for Education, a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating people on the topic of life insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, and long-term care insurance. Welcome, Marv. Thank you, Jim. Hey, it's great to have you, and why don't we start out with you as CEO of the Life Foundation, which is the Life and Health Foundation for Education, a nonprofit organization. Tell us a little bit about what your mission is and what that organization does. All right. We were formed in 1994, so at this point we've been around 18 years, and our mission during all that time has been to help consumers make smart insurance decisions. And what we're trying to do at this point is to inspire the American consumers to take personal financial responsibility in their overall planning, utilizing life insurance and related products. So what we're trying to do is to enforce not what insurance is, but what insurance does, and that's to provide security, dignity, and peace of mind. So we focus on life insurance, we focus on disability, we focus on long-term care. We want to make sure the consumers understand these well and are well-versed when they're working with financial professionals to make the appropriate decisions. We'll ask at the end of the program, too, but just for the heck of it, because, again, just to repeat that the Life Foundation is a nonprofit educational foundation for the consumer to really reach out to and use information to be informed when they're working with their insurance professional, just for the heck of it, because there's so many great resources on that website. Could you tell the consumers how to get there? Yeah, the website is www.lifehappens, that's an S, happens.org, O-R-G. And there's a wealth of resources and material on there to help the consumer understand what our products do and what the products are. And it's a great resource because, as you said, it is nonprofit. We do not endorse, we do not recommend, nor do we say that you should contact a specific company or a specific person. So we are entirely third party, and you can rely and trust on the information that we provide. Fantastic. Well, I know you have one of your biggest educational campaigns here in September, Life Insurance Awareness Month. The theme is Life Happens, as you mentioned. Can you give us some more color around what the goals of this campaign are? The goals for this campaign are to motivate the consumers to take personal financial responsibility and reach out with their advisors, their professional agents, to make those decisions that are needed to protect their families, to protect their businesses through the use of life insurance and related products. So we do that through advertising, through public service announcements, through our real-life stories, and through our public spokesperson, who this year is Buddy Velastro, and that is the cake boss that you see on television. So that video does appear on our home page throughout September. There would be a number of public service announcements. You'll hear those on the radio and some on TV. And the whole goal is to increase the public's awareness of how our products work, of what they do, and how they can protect themselves and their families. 
And Marv, can you just share with us, because this is Life Insurance Awareness Month being September, what is the story, in case people haven't heard it, of Buddy? Buddy does have an interesting story. When he was 17, he found out his father, who was only 54 at the time, was diagnosed with lung cancer, and he died just three weeks later. So Buddy had to drop out of high school to help run the family business, and that meant that he was working 12, 18 hours a day to make sure that family business stayed viable. If the father had had life insurance, which he did own but had lapsed or did not renew just six months prior to his death, I'm sure it would have substantially helped the business because of the cash flow it would have provided. But because that wasn't available, Buddy had to go into the business to run the business. And, of course, everybody knows the story. He's been very successful. He now has a television show. And he's a strong believer in life insurance because he's now married with a family. And as Buddy says, every time he has an addition to his family, he buys additional life insurance. So I'm hoping that he's a believer in a very, very large family because he'll continue to acquire additional insurance. But I think he's getting the message out to the consumers, and that is that it's important to own. There are specific reasons you need to own it, and he's a perfect example of how it works. Why is it so important that people protect themselves with life insurance? Life insurance creates cash when you need it the most, at a time when your family or your business may be in real distress. So it takes a few pennies of premium, it takes a piece of paper and a drop of ink, and it creates a promise to pay at some future time. So that's what happens with the life insurance. You give them the premium, which is pennies on the dollar. The insurance company then says, we promise to pay at some future date, and that is when the individual passes away, when the individual dies. So the day that individual dies, the professional advisor, the agent, whoever is involved, is going to walk in with hopefully tax-free life insurance dollars to keep the family together, to keep the business together, to provide the security, the dignity, and the peace of mind that they're really looking for. So we provide safety and security, dignity, and peace of mind. That's really what life insurance is all about. Hey, Marv, I know one thing that's always said, there's two sure things in life, death and taxes. And life insurance, I think it's the only insurance out there that you can count on is going to pay a benefit if it's in force because we're all going to die someday. And when it comes to taxes, it's a very efficient way of protecting your family because of the tax benefits. Can you comment on that? Yes, it's one of the few products still out there that allows somebody to take those premium dollars, which represent a small percentage compared to the face amount, and then have that policy balloon into a tax-free death benefit at some point down the road. And we hope, of course, that's very far down the road. There are other benefits to life insurance if it's cash value life insurance, and that is in many states, those cash values are free from the claims of creditors if it's owned by an individual. If it's owned by a company, that may not be the case. But once again, for somebody who may have some financial distress and they're desperate for access to cash, if they have a permanent cash value policy, they can access those values to help keep, once again, the family together, to pay medical bills, to pay whatever bills are required, and prevent perhaps a forced liquidation of other assets that they really don't want to have to sell. So we have tremendous tax benefits with the life insurance, tax-deferred cash buildup, free from the claims of creditors, and tax-free death benefit. And it's really the only product out there that can provide that. 
We do have a unique perspective as Jim and I are both insurance professionals now for 25 plus years. And I know you're north of that with your wisdom and experience. I think, unfortunately, the reality is in our careers, we've many times delivered too many of these death benefits to families. However, as Jim said, death and taxes are certain and sometimes it comes too soon. But there's really been nothing more, I think, in my practice that I have found to be more impactful to the success of a family's financial future or the continuation of a business in the fact that there's financial resources, liquid, immediate, tax-efficient financial resources available to the family. And of all the years that I have delivered a death benefit to a survivor, never once has a family member said to me, you know something, this is just too much money take it back. And they never talk about the premium again. It's generally, thank God my family had the foresight to take care of something like this. So the power of this, I know the foundation educates consumers on other insurances as long-term care and disability and health insurance, all incredibly impactful tools for people in their planning process. But life insurance, I've certainly witnessed myself and Jim also, and I'm sure Marv, you have in your career, just the amazing impact that Sadly, sometimes cash at an unfortunate event can really ease the stresses. You're dealing with emotions, but then you also have to deal with the reality of survival and continuing on a family legacy, education for the kids, a business. So it's an incredibly powerful tool. Tony, my family, I'm second generation. We have third generation in the business. And over all of those years, we've delivered many, many death claims where we've seen how it keeps a family together. It provides the family the dignity that they're looking for. It keeps a business together so that it's not sold or liquidated. So you may have hundreds of other families who are dependent upon the survival of that company. And without the life insurance, it's very possible that those companies would be gone and those people would be out of work. So it's not just how it impacts an individual It may actually be how it impacts a whole community. And when you look at what we do and you look at the ripple effect of what the life insurance provides, and by the ripple effect, I'm talking about how many times a dollar turns within a community. So you go buy something, and then that person takes the dollar and buys something, and that person takes a dollar and buys something. And I know this goes back many years ago, but the ripple effect when I was going through college several eons ago was the ripple effect was six times. And it's much more than that today. I've heard numbers as high as 15 and 20 times. But even at six, for every $1 of life insurance benefit, it provides the equivalent of $6 to a community. So if somebody has a $100,000 policy, that's $600,000 to the community. If it's a million-dollar policy, that's $6 million to the community. Those are significant numbers. And as I said before, life insurance creates more money for more people at a time when they need it the most than anything else. Most people just don't understand the impact of what our industry does. And the money that they pay in premiums goes into the life insurance companies. That, in turn, is used to buy things like treasury bonds from the government. And in fact, the insurance industry is one of the largest owners of government treasuries. And without that, the U.S. government would have a serious problem. That's a great perspective. You know, we should take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about that very, very important question of who needs life insurance and, of course, the how much. So please stay tuned. 
This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your Real Wealth Advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer security and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, P.O. Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. If you want more information on this program from your real wealth professional, just click the More Information button so they know to contact you. Welcome back as we continue a fantastic conversation today with Marvin Feldman, who's the CEO of the Life Foundation, which is a nonprofit educational foundation guiding consumers on knowledge about life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care, and health insurance. And we're recognizing September as the Life Insurance Awareness Month. Prior to the break, we were just talking about some basics about life insurance and the reality of how impactful it is as a, a solution for many people's planning. And I think sometimes you have that fateful question of who needs life insurance and how much should someone really purchase? When you start looking at life insurance, it's fairly simple to determine who needs it. And that's anybody whose family or business would have a significant loss if they were to pass away, if they were to die. The question becomes, how do I determine the appropriate amount? One of the easiest ways to do that, Tony, is to go to the foundation site, lifehappens.org, www.lifehappens.org, and go to the calculators. And on that section of the website, there's a calculator that will allow you to put in your numbers to determine what your basic needs are. You can also run another calculator that's what we call a human life value calculator, which will allow you to determine what your tomorrows are going to be worth. So if you're going to be around 20, 30, 40 years, assuming normal life expectancy, you can plug that in and determine what all your future tomorrows are worth. And at the same time, go in and plug in your needs. What do you need to pay off mortgages? What do you need to provide an income to the family? How much does that income have to be? What's it going to cost to raise the kids? What's it going to cost to put those children through an advanced education, whether that's a technical school or a college or university? Plug all that information in, and it'll give you a number, and it's your number. It's not something that somebody else is going to be telling you. And that's the number that you need to look at. From there, once you know how much you need, then you can work with the financial professionals and the professional agents to work backwards based on your cash flow to determine what type of insurance you can obtain and what the appropriate premium would be. So if there will be a loss, there is a need for the insurance. It's just a matter of how much and what type. You know, Marv, I think more people spend more time on planning the family vacation than figuring out the right or proper amount of insurance to have. And it does amaze me. And I know Tony's in the same situation when we're meeting with clients and we cover the life insurance. And let's face it, none of us want to talk about or face the fact we might leave our families behind. But it does amaze me how many people, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. You know, I got a quarter million or I got a half million. And when you look at what the interest rates are on things like CDs, 
where in many parts of the country, I think they're mostly below 1%, well, how much money is it going to take to replace the economic benefit you're bringing to the family? So if you're making $50,000 a year, you have to have a whole bunch of money to earn that kind of interest at 1%. So we see a lot of people that are probably not setting up the proper amount. Recently, too, you know, we talk about the cost. I saw that Life released with LIMRA that consumers believe life insurance costs nearly three times the actual price. And what I saw that really struck me, too, the people that are probably most needing the insurance, younger adults with young families, they believed that the cost was nearly seven times the actual cost. So with all these misconceptions about what it truly costs, and the cost of insurance I know has dropped dramatically over the last couple of decades, can you talk about some of these misconceptions consumers have around life insurance and what's keeping them from buying a policy or at least buying the proper amount? Well, I think there are a couple of problems here, Jim. First of all, you've got the, as you said, the misconception as to what the cost The true cost is for the life insurance. Most people do anticipate that it's substantially more than what the true cost is. On average, three times for young people, as you said, seven times. And when you go in and you look at it and they realize what the cost is, then they say, oh, yeah, I can afford that. There are two problems in today's market. One is that there are fewer professional advisors and agents in the marketplace calling on individuals. So we have fewer agents trying to reach a larger population. And because of that, and because of economic times, there are 95 million people in the U.S. today who have no life insurance. And only four out of 10 individuals own individual policies. So the amount of life insurance that people own is vastly underinsured. It's less than what they need. It's less than what they should have. And for many of these people, they're not getting access to the advice that they need. That's why a program like yours is so important to get this information out. When you look at what people say, and they say, yes, everybody should have life insurance, but then they don't buy it, one of the things that they talk about, besides the fact that it's too expensive, is they say they have other financial priorities. And that's one of the main reasons that people say they're not buying. My concern there is that If they have other financial priorities and they die, how's the family going to handle those priorities when there's no income available? So it really takes the appropriate education to increase the awareness of how our products work and what they do. And you mentioned that $50,000 income, it used to be that you could easily assume a 5% rate of return. You needed a million dollars at work, whether that's life insurance proceeds or other types of assets to provide that $50,000 of income to the family. Today, you might need $2 million at work to provide that same 50000 because if you're putting it in safe, secure investments, you might only be getting a 2%, 2.5%, 3% at the max rate of return. And when you look at the Wall Street people and they say, what is the safe rate of withdrawal from an investment, where it used to be 5 or 6%, now they're under 4 perhaps 3.5% out of an investment portfolio, maybe even less, to allow people to have the income that they need without depleting the accounts to zero. So this has created a situation where people actually need more life insurance than what they may have purchased three, four, five years ago. So those people that purchased it three or four years ago, five years ago, and they really haven't reviewed it, they need to rethink where they are because it's very possible that if nothing else has changed, just because of the economic conditions, they may need a substantial increase to replace the lost income potential. 
So there are a lot of things going on there, and it really is important for us to get out and talk to the people, increase their knowledge, increase their awareness, motivate them to make the appropriate decisions. Especially, Marv, since your study with LIMRA, according to the 2012 Insurance Barometer Study, nearly a third of all consumers believe they need more life insurance. So there's a subset of people out there that know they do, including 20% of current policyholders and about half of those who don't have any coverage. Yet, as you touched on, one of the top reasons that consumers cite for not obtaining more is that the product is too expensive. Yet, you took a survey of folks for this particular insurance barometer study, survey respondents were asked to estimate the annual cost of a 20-year, $250,000 level term policy for a 30-year-old consumer. The actual cost is roughly today about $150 per year, but Americans have estimated that to be closer to 400. So people really have a misconception about cost and they're just making too many assumptions. And that's why I think it's important to use resources like the foundation's website, not necessarily to provide quotes, but to just understand the differences and the types of insurance and then work with a qualified insurance professional. That's a step that I think it's hard for consumers because they think I'm inviting a salesman over and their agenda is to sell me life insurance. Well, let's start with the one-third of America that recognizes they already need more. Reach out to your insurance professional. Don't be victim to these misunderstandings and misconceptions and actually sit down with someone who can determine what is the appropriate need and then find the best solution for you. We've tried to do everything that we can to make the buying process as easy as possible. But as I said, once again, we do not endorse or recommend specific companies, products, or agents. We just make them available to individuals so they can make their own decisions. One of the things that I wanted to mention is Bob Kersner, who is the CEO of Limra Loma and LL Global. He's also been a guest on our program in the past. And I just wanted to share a quote that he mentioned relative to this study that you jointly put together. And he said, we created the barometer study with the Life Foundation to provide an annual snapshot of evolving consumer attitudes about a wide range of insurance-related topics. And our hope is that the broader industry will use these insights to help address the crisis of underinsurance this country faces. There's a lot of discussion about the crisis in health today, in healthcare. However, nobody seems to be talking about the life insurance side of things. Can you comment on that? It is a problem. In 2009, the industry issued 1 million fewer life insurance policies than they issued in 2004. So the trend for the last 30 plus years has been fewer and fewer policies being issued. We have seen in the last year to 18 months a little bit of a shift in that trend in that people are becoming more aware. They're looking for safe, secure returns, which life insurance provides. They're looking for the security and the peace of mind that life insurance provides. So maybe they're a little more willing to sit down to look at what the options are, and that's what we try to do, and that's to increase the awareness through the Life Foundation of what the products do and how they work. But it all boils around the fact that they have to talk to a financial professional either by phone or face-to-face to help guide them through the process. And many people are intimidated in that process, but they don't need to be. It's a very simple process. It's very easy to help make the decisions and choose the appropriate products. And it's just important that you work with a qualified professional in making those decisions. And that's what we try to do through the Life Foundation is make the decision easy. 
I just think we should hit on this point again, that consumers think that insurance is too expensive. I think yourself, during the study, you were quoted that basic term insurance has fallen about 50% over the last 10 years. And I can just tell you from an appointment I had last week, was sitting down with a 70-year-old widow who has some life insurance in place for liquidity needs because she has a lot of real estate and she wants to have some liquid assets if she passes away for her kids. She has in place, I think it was a 10-year term policy that is five years old. The policy was $2,000 a year, and she was considered standard when it was issued. We just requoted it for her because she's decided, boy, five years is just around the corner. I'm halfway through this term. And in fact, it was half. So it falls right into your quote about 50% in the last 10 years. She's five years older, similar health, and she can actually maintain the coverage she has for about half of what she's currently paying. She was actually shocked and she said, my gosh, here I thought being older and now I'm able to purchase another 10-year term which buys me 10 more years instead of five at half the cost. The next comment she made is, I probably should start thinking about more coverage. And that's the beauty of what's happened with the competitiveness in the insurance industry is consumers can also put that money to work a little harder and have the appropriate amount of coverage. And Tony, you just brought up the importance of working with professional agents, and that is the knowledge that you have about what's going on in the market, taking that knowledge and working with your clients to make sure they get the best advantages possible, the best pricing possible, the best product possible. And by doing so, you've rearranged her program to give her a much better benefit for a much longer period of time. And that's why we encourage individuals to reach out to their agents, to other professionals to help guide them through the process. You talk about people saying they need more life insurance. 32% of the total population says they need more life insurance. But the problem is they're not picking up the phone to make the calls. We need to be reaching out to them to help guide them through the process. And hopefully with the programs that we have to increase awareness, the individuals, the consumers are going to be more receptive to the information that the agents and other advisors want to provide them because it's critical that they take personal financial responsibility because, as we all know, depending upon government programs is going to become problematic as we go forward. One of the things you talk about, even if you have existing coverage, you should be reviewing that from time to time with your insurance professional. You talked about the economics have changed. Some of the other economics that have changed as well as the banking industry. Years ago, you could get a loan for just about any amount as long as you could steam a mirror. There was no financials or anything else. Now I know things like student loans a lot of times are asking for parents to co-sign. If you don't qualify for a traditional mortgage these days, some of the banks are requiring life insurance for that, for business loans. There's a lot of reasons why it makes sense to review and make sure that your coverages are in line with where your life is at. And as Tony mentioned, the cost of it, a lot of people have these misconceptions. We see it all the time. They think, oh my God, I'm going to have to spend more money. The other thing I would like to close with too, a lot of people look at this as an all or nothing proposition. There is an ideal amount of coverage that a lot of people should be looking at, but they're going at it with nothing versus maybe even addressing part of the problem instead of taking the chance of going without as the spokesperson for the Life Insurance Awareness Month. 
Buddy Velastro shares with us. So we really appreciate you joining us, Marv. This has been a great program, and hopefully we've inspired a couple people to at least get a little bit better educated on what their personal needs might be and what the solutions are and how it might fit into their overall planning. Thanks a lot for joining us again, Marv. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Tony. And once again, for the consumers, www.lifehappens.org to obtain all your information. Thanks for joining us this week, and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your Real Wealth Advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer security and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, P.O. Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.